a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Supreme Court ruled unanimously, as it often does, uh, contrary to popular opinion, a 9-0 decision in favor of Division I college athletes in their case against the NCAA. And according to Justice Kavanaugh, the NCAA will likely be returning to court in the future to answer even more questions about its business model and uh, some of the uh, non-compete components of all of that. Some people saw today as uh, the beginning of big paychecks for college athletes, but if you read it, there's a little more behind the headlines. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. All right, so the ruling from the Supreme Court uh, is a little more narrow than I think most people are uh, looking at today, but we wanted to break that down with someone who's lived the experience, gone through the process. KSL News Radio Scott Mitchell from Unrivaled uh, joins us on the line today. Scott, how are you on a Monday? I am amazing, Boyd. How are you? <laughs> doing amazing. Doing yes. amazing. Because uh, we always love 9-0 Supreme Court. And I know that's the first thing you thought about when you got up this morning was not, I think, not what are you and Alex going to talk about sports-wise, but what's the Supreme Court doing on a Monday? <laughs> well, 9-0 I think is significant. I, I, I understand that they do that a lot. But to say, you know, this isn't, this isn't an issue that people are like, well, you know, we're on the fence. It, it might be. It might not be. And and for for the Supreme Court to come out and, and all of them go clearly there there's an issue here and I think you you mentioned the business model and that this is where I think people have been maybe confused for the last 115 yeah. years is college football is not amateur sports right it is a massively big big business and people make billions of dollars off of college football and and a lot of people that make it. Uh, as popular as it is, it's not the institutions, it's the players, it's the quality of play right. on the field. And and those really are, I mean, I hate to say it, but they're like slave wages for a lot of these players. Yeah. And so let's break this down just a little bit, Scott. So the ruling today is just very narrow. It's very specific. Uh, it says that the schools can pay uh, for things for athletes as long as it's connected to their education or right. to internships. So computers and internships and uh, those kinds of things. There's no limit the NCAA can put on those kinds of things. Uh, I, I do think one of the justices mentioned something about the Lamborghini rule that uh, just <laughs> you don't need a Lamborghini to get from your dorm room to your internship. Well, some of these schools, you know, USC's a little bit spoiled. They may need a Lamborghini. I don't know if that's extravagant down there, but, you know, places like Utah maybe a little bit. <laughs> that's right. And, so let's, and let's talk about that in terms of competition between schools because it it's very clear that the Supreme Court is fully expecting uh, to have things come back around uh, when we get to things like the name, image, and likeness stuff right. uh, in terms of that competition. Again, you experienced that as a college athlete. Uh, go through that process with us just a little bit. Well, it's brutal because 
I was so poor in college. I know, and people are like, well, you, but you got your college paid for, but just to live was almost impossible. I got a very small stipend uh, monthly. I was not allowed to work. Mm -hmm. So, so when I was on scholarship and I was enrolled in school, I could not have a job. And, and you, you had other students that could go out and work and, and they did. And, and so my, my potential of making money was basically in summer when I wasn't in school and what was hard at the time at Utah was we were on the quarter system, so we were mm. we were back in school long before the students were. We had four right. or five games before, so so there so my my window of working was very limited uh, in uh, on a quarter system. The semester is a little bit different, and 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 so you're you're really scraping by as a, as a student, and and it's it's extremely difficult to do. And and not only it's frustrating because you're you're also going. Look at all these fans here. Now, back in the day, Utah wasn't as popular as it is now, the University of Utah. But, the, you know, BYU has 65,000 people. They're going to have yeah. 51,000 at the University of Utah. And there's there's huge interest in these sports. And you're the one going on the field. And, and a lot of people pay attention to what you do. And, and to feel like you're making somebody, you don't ever know. There's this magic, you know, green curtain, whatever. Somebody's making all this money. Yeah. And you just don't feel like you're kind of you feel like you're really contributing but you don't feel like you're getting a lot of reward the for full, yeah, yeah. And, and i know that you are the the one who made the number 19 great again uh, you <laughs> <laughs> and there were when you were at the university of utah there were a lot of university of utah number 19 jerseys, there were sure uh, that were yeah. going around and uh, that didn't end up in uh, in your bank account and you know a lot of these players especially see, i think boyd it's better uh, for schools like Utah and BYU, where they're not in these big giant markets, right? Where where the, the biggest name in town, other than the Utah Jazz, is Utah and BYU football. Yeah, and so people here know the players probably more intimately than maybe you know maybe even like at a USC because it's yeah. such a big city, and to be able to kind of interact with business uh, and in the communities and internships and 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 being a spokesperson or a sponsor or some relation that I think there would be a bigger and a better opportunity actually here than maybe in a bigger market. Oh, fascinating. And so what do you anticipate uh, as you look at it, kind of crystal ball moving forward? Obviously there's been a few States out there that have uh, made rulings in terms of how pl players can be uh, paid for that name, image, and likeness. Uh, and obviously I think that's going to end up back in the courts because somehow we're going to end up with a pretty uneven playing field. Well, I think that, it's going to be the wild west. I mean, when I it, clearly everyone says the players are going to get paid. I don't, you know, when you have a nine zero decision on on this ruling, it's going to continue to happen. It's a business, it, and you can't you can't you can't hold people's wages back or or monopolize that. And so, uh, I think people because they're so competitive, like. Uh, they will – who knows what people – who knows how many Lamborghinis are going to show up and who knows how much these players are going to get paid. I think yeah. I think it's going to be a bit of a free-for-all for some time and then, and then maybe it will settle down because, I mean, there's only – you know, how much are you really willing to pay someone? And once that player moves on, how, how, how much about, like people yeah. don't even know who I am anymore. They, it's like, Oh, you went to the university here in Utah. Yeah. Like, like really, I, I would be better known in the state of Michigan or Florida. <laughs> and I don't mean that in a mean way. Right. It's just that 
when when you kind of leave the school, you are forgotten, and it's it's the next round. It's you know it was all Tyler Huntley next. at Utah. Now yeah. it's it's Charlie Brewer, and of course it was all Zach Wilson at BYU, and it's going to be somebody new, and that and that's just how it happens. So so how long of a shelf life does a player have, and so how much money you know just I don't know how much are you willing to put into a player. I uh, like that. And I think I think those things I think there's a lot of things that will come out of this and yeah. that we don't know yet, but uh the, the it it's going to change the whole landscape of college football and I really believe Boyd it's going to help schools like BYU and Utah get better players. I really yeah, do. I think that's I, absolutely I really do. right. Fantastic. Scott Mitchell, always appreciate your perspective. You can hear him tonight uh, with his uh, tag team partner, Alex Carey, on KSL News Radio's Unrivaled. Thanks for joining us, Scott. And I think it's so important for all of us to to continue to watch this. This is going to be an interesting thing. Very narrow ruling today, uh, but I think uh, Judge Kavanaugh got it right in saying this is the beginning of a deeper conversation uh, that's going to take place for some time to come. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.